to rely less on mere mercenaries and instead foster military enterprisers. The former sell their skills to the highest bidder. The latter raise armies rather than command them and thus contribute to stability. During the Thirty Years' War, military enterprisers included such figures as Ernst von Mansfeld, who raised an army for the Elector Palatine, and Albrecht von Wallenstein, who offered his services to Ferdinand II, the Holy Roman Emperor. But in sketching out a strategy for dealing with a world of privatized power, McFate is too quick to jettison the state-centric principles that have served the world so well since the end of the Thirty Years' War. The biggest challenges to U.S. security in the years ahead, from climate change to terrorism to cybersecurity, will require more state-to-state collaboration, not less. And U.S. support, tacit or otherwise, for a free market for force will only serve to exacerbate these problems. Private Power McFate offers two in-depth case studies of modern contractors, in Liberia, where they played the role of military enterprisers, and in Somalia, where they acted as mercenaries. Some of his stories have never been told before, which makes the book particularly valuable. Readers learn that after the Second Liberian Civil War ended in 2003, the State Department wanted the U.S. military to raise a new army for the country, since the old one had been complicit in the conflict. But the Pentagon, busy with Afghanistan and Iraq, balked. The choice thus came down to seeing Liberia have no viable military whatsoever or having the U.S. government outsource training to the private sector. To do nothing would have meant conceding defeat in Liberia, where the United States had helped fortify the military since its inception in 1908. So the State Department chose DynCorp to reconstruct Liberia's armed forces. According to McFate, who served as a principal architect of the program, the decision marked the first time in two centuries that one sovereign nation hired a private enterprise to raise another sovereign nation's armed forces. To date, McFate reports, the program has worked. Liberia's new army has maintained the peace at home, remains loyal to the government, and even sent peacekeepers to Mali in 2013, ten years after the end of Liberia's own civil war. McFate credits several of DynCorp's innovations for the outcome, including the vetting of new army recruits to make sure they had not committed human rights abuses in the past, the addition of civics lessons to basic training, and the pressure DynCorp placed on the Liberian government to issue an executive order mandating the demobilization of the old army, which legitimized the firm's work. For McFate, Liberia offers an example of how military enterprisers operating in a mediated market for force, one in which the government and contractors form a public-private partnership, can serve as a powerful tool for stability in an otherwise neo-medieval world. In contrast, the use of contractors in the failed state of Somalia provides a tragic example of neo-medievalism. After the UN withdrew all peacekeeping forces from the country in 1995, politics became radically localized. Puntland and Somaliland, semi-autonomous regions within Somalia, 
hired private security companies to help fight piracy on their coastlines, as did Somalia's weak central government. According to McFate, at least one of these firms, the South Africa-based Saracen International, also started secretly shipping military equipment on cargo planes into Somalia in violation of arms embargoes. The United States entered the fray, too. As McFade explains, the State Department hired DynCorp to train, equip, and deploy peacekeepers from Uganda and Burundi, and indirectly financed Bancroft Global Development to train African troops to fight the Islamist terrorist group Al-Shabaab all without leaving an obvious U.S. footprint. In Somalia, the problem was that no real state existed. So the United States and other countries were unable to raise a legitimate national military, as they had in Liberia. Puzzlingly, McFate simultaneously praises and condemns U.S. policy in Somalia.